Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to listen to is an experiment in sound. sound, sound, sound. The reason we come back is that we need a we need a refill on Ghazali. Right, I'm ready. I'm ready when you are. Excellent. This is Madcap, and today we celebrate the return of AFI Docs. It's our annual conversation with American Film Institute President Bob Ghazali. Mr. Ghazali, the last time we saw you was 365 days ago. In vivid detail, what has taken place since then? Oh my God. uh, Over the last 365 days, the... uh, what. A year has passed. That's what's happened. (laughs) I can tell you, all I can remember is the last three weeks. Let me tell you about the last three weeks at the American Film Institute. Does it involve Jane Fonda? I mean, when you look at the list of people who have received this, it's a short list. I feel privileged to be part of it. It's a great experience. I feel fortunate that I've been able to create powerful, interesting women. We honored her with the 42nd annual AFI Life Achievement Award at the Dolby Theater. Thousands of people turned out. It was really one of the extraordinary nights in our history. And this is it! Woo! Get ready to work out. And one. And back two to the left. Pause. Favorite Jane Fonda film? Favorite Jane Fonda film? My, well, it's funny. Favorite films are always about who you are at that time in your life. Like when I'm young, I saw a movie, then I'd go back, and it would cha- my opinion of it would change. I have to tell you that now, being a 49-year-old guy, and looking back at her career, the movie that hit me hardest was They Shoot Horses, Don't They? It's a film by Sidney Pollack, and one about a dance marathon that is operates on so many different levels. And it's at the very beginning of her career, where she's just emerging as an icon. It's worth everybody taking a look. You look tired. No kidding. Why don't you try sleeping on my shoulder? I won't let you slip. You can trust me. That's what the last guy said. What? Forget it. I want to talk about Sidney Pollack. What is it about Sidney Pollack that really resonates as a filmmaker? Because I feel like I, I like Sidney Pollack and a lot of people do, but I want to know what you personally like about Sidney Pollack. I think Sidney Pollack, I think his gift was that he could do anything. You know, he started as an actor, so he had a great appreciation for what it was to be in front of the camera. But behind the camera, think of the movies he gave us. I mean, it was from Jane Fonda's film to Tootsie, like comedies, dramas, there was nothing he couldn't do. I will do dog commercials on television. I will do radio voiceovers. Michael, I can't put you up for any of that. Why not? Because no one will hire you. Oh, that's not true, man. I bust my ass to get a part right, and you know I do. Yes, and you bust everybody else's ass, too. That's what you do. A guy's got four weeks to put on a play. You think he wants to sit and argue about whether or not Tolstoy can, can walk when he's dying, or walk when he's talking, or sing oh, when please, he's walking. That was two or... years ago, and that guy is an idiot. They and... can't all be idiots, Michael. You argue with everybody. You've got one of the worst reputations in this town, Michael. Nobody will hire you. The next week, because you think you get a rest after that, right? No. The next week we had the commencement exercises of the AFI Conservatory, which we do at the Chinese Theater in Hollywood. Francis Ford Coppola was there to present an honorary degree to Bob Town, who wrote scenes from The Godfather, as well as so many of the other great movies that we all know and love. And so, and, and we handed out about 140 MFA certificates to the young men and women who are the storytellers of tomorrow. You think that's enough? No! Then we come to Washington, D.C. for AFI Docs. This is the, we call it the AFI Triple Crown. And this, this is the third leg of it. Uh, because we're here this week to show over 100 documentary films. 
um, and take those filmmakers to the White House, Capitol Hill. Our goal here is to bring together the nation's leaders with the nation's storytellers. Because we believe that if we get those two talking, art plays a role and we can catalyze change. I want to know where you were from, like where you're from, uh, born and raised. I was born in California in, in, uh, in the city of Orange. But my father was a marine pilot, so we moved every three years. And so I'm, I'm a little bit from everywhere. Did you go to UVA? I went to the University of Virginia, yeah. What did you study? Well, I started as pre-med because I had the uh, ridiculous illusion that I would be a doctor. And when I woke up to the idea that that wasn't for me, I had an advisor who was really a sage who said, well, what do you love? And movies was the first thing out of my mouth. And the rest just found its way. Your first film festival was the Virginia Film Festival, correct? It was, so anything you learned then that you apply to your life now? Film festivals are really fascinating beasts because they are a, a wonderful intersection between art and commerce. Like what does it take to pay to celebrate an art form? And so my job at the moment is to connect those two worlds. And AFI Docs does it better than any festival I know, where all these movies, which would normally find a very small audience, find the nation's leaders sitting there listening to the words that they wanted them to hear. Back then, would you have, would you, if, if you knew that you could have been in the role you're in now, would you have been like, no way, or would you have been like, absolutely? Here, well, let, let me start here. If I ever get nerves about the number of events we do on the scale that we do them, I think back to the day where it was like, if somebody told me that my job was to honor filmmakers and give them the best opportunity in the world to show their movie to people, I have no worries. Like, these are good days. The most satisfying moment for you in the last year at the helm of the AFI? You really want the answer to that? Yes. I think I do. Especially given that entree. Well, he, no, but here's the thing. It, it, ha, it doesn't have anything to do with the American Film Institute because the most satisfying moment for me is going home each day to my family where they love the movies as much as I do. And what I get to see is that the work we do day to day at AFI really echoes through the world and young people who love movies. When you wish upon a star Make no difference who you are Anything your heart desires will come to you What's a film that you appreciated that your family, like your kids really appreciated? Well, I gotta tell you, we were, we've been in a Mel Brooks phase because my son is 13. And so we've been, we've been watching Blazing Saddles and we've been watching Young Frankenstein. You're not gonna get me to sing Putting on the Ritz again, I can tell you that. Once is enough. <laughs> Could you just say putting on the Ritz? <laughs> if you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where fashion sits? Putting on the Ritz! We're, so we're in a Mel Brooks phase, and that's a good place to be. The Lord, the Lord Jehovah, has given unto you these 15... <laughs> 10, 10 commandments! for all to obey. We can end on that. Thank you very much, Mr. Kazan. <laughs> <laughs>
later. Thank you, sir. Robert Bob Ghazali, president and CEO of the American Film Institute, here with Madcap. Because that is how we do. Our conversation with Bob Ghazali took place on Wednesday night at the Museum on the red carpet for AFI Doc's opening gala. The film that night was Holbrook Twain, an American Odyssey, about the decades-long experience of Hal Holbrook embodying the wit and wisdom of Mark Twain. Because, because you see, man is also the religious animal. He's the only one that's got the true religion, several of them. <laughs> Madcap's Molly Martinez caught up with Hal Holbrook before the screening. Actors try very hard to tell the truth about themselves and about people that they portray. That's our job, to tell the truth. And I think what we try to do in this film is tell the truth about what it's like to work as an actor this long, what it costs other people, in your family, in your children, and everything else. See, the amazing thing, I don't update. I have never, from the beginning, I made a decision, I never, I never, never changed it. I never have updated this man. I never have updated his material. And I'm so glad I never did because people try to make, oh, do you do it with it? No, I never did. It, the guy has died in 1910. The guy you're looking at is, you know, he's talking 125 years ago. And the, and the interesting thing is what he's saying, because I have put, put stuff out, put it together, put it together. But what he's saying, <laughs> it's in the headlines. It's on the stupid television. It's happening now all over again, and we're too dumb to do anything about it. Excuse me for getting excited. But... <laughs> Turn down for what? All right, thank you very much. Two extraordinary lives. Come again? Turn down for what? Hal Holbrook is the subject of Holbrook Twain, an American Odyssey. The film opened the AFI Docs Festival, which runs through Sunday, June 22nd in the Washington, D.C. area. For all pertinent information, visit AFIDocs.com. Madcap is produced by Dan Bloom, David Ross, and Afim Shapiro. Our intern is Drew Snadeke. MadcapDC.org. On Facebook and Twitter at MadcapDC.